This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. We want to read a, some verses that's very familiar. For those of you that want to read, it's 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. If you don't, we'll have it on the board also. Let's read this familiar few verses. For one saith, I am of Paul, another, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos, but ministers by whom you believed? Even as the Lord gave to every man, I have planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. I think here we read about in the few verses ahead of that, some of the new Christians were saying, I'm of Paul. Maybe Paul studied with them. Maybe Paul baptized them. Others said, I'm of Apollos. But then as Paul is writing this, is he's just, they're just a man. They have planted and they have watered. A lot of us here in this congregation, we will tell each other, we've got to keep planting, we've got to keep watering. That means we've got to keep doing the Lord's work. God will give the increase. If we're planting a crop, we have a seed. We put it in the ground. We hope it rains. We hope the plant comes up. That's planting and watering. So these verses are very common to us, but I wanted to... Uh, Make sure that we look at a point that I have overlooked maybe for years. And that is this part of it. God giveth the increase. I may have kind of read through that and went to the period too soon. When we think about God giving the increase, this kind of hit home with me as we started our Wednesday services we have some of the, uh, I'm going to call them less experienced teachers on Wednesday night. And we have some of the, the men that usually don't take charge. Some of, maybe those that don't say the main prayer, they're doing this on Wednesday night. And I think we're going to see a tremendous increase in them. Except for Brother Shields. I probably heard every first lesson of the individuals in this room. Some of them wasn't very good. Mainly mine. I remember when I was trying to read off my paper, trying to keep the sweat from dripping on the paper because my ink would smear. I still get nervous. So I guess I always will. So I'm not going to worry about being nervous anymore. But as a result of having our Wednesday services, I think each one of us is going to increase. Anytime you get the Word of God thrown at you and you take it in, 
and it's watered, it's going to grow. So the young guys, we want them when they get ready for college, know how to do a sermon, know how to lead a song, do a prayer, take care of the communion, do all of that. But we're going to get the benefit of listening to them increase. Let's study that for a little bit. And Luke 17 and 5, And the apostle said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had the faith of a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it would obey you. I don't know a lot about a mustard seed. I've been told it's really, really tiny. And so here, Luke is telling them, if you just had a little bit of faith, you could tell this tree to go be planted in the ocean. Have you asked for more faith? Do we ask for more faith? I remember Brother Dilbert, one of his favorite sayings was, I need all the prayers I can get. I think we need all the faith we can get. And this verse goes along with it also. James 1 and 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. So yes, we should ask for faith, wisdom when we pray. Each one of us need to know more because faith comes by knowing the Word of God. Now this is something I think we have an advantage maybe over the uh, disciples of old. 2 Timothy 2 and 16 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Faith and wisdom come from the Bible. So when you're in the Bible, you cannot help but having more faith and more wisdom. So that's something that uh, part of our own personal increase in our Christian walk. Let's look at a few examples. Uh, Brother Jace, uh, when he started this morning, I thought he was going to get my song. I don't mean song, I mean my lesson, but he didn't. So it's, uh, it just worked uh, Maybe they led one to another. Let's take a couple of examples. Matthew 17 and 18, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? Earlier in this, a man comes to Jesus, and his son is a lunatic. He falls in the fire. He's just possessed with the devil. And the, and the disciples cannot cast the devil out. So they come to Jesus. Why could we not do it? Jesus' answer is, Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have the faith of a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be removed Nothing shall be impossible unto you. So even the disciples of Jesus every once in a while have a case of I can't. 
They come to Jesus. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. We hear that from time to time in this congregation. I can't do it. I can't lead a song. I can't teach. I can't pray. But he said, because of your unbelief. So he's telling the disciples. Let's look at this verse. And 1 John 3 and 22. And whatsoever ye ask, ye receive of him. Because ye keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. We have some conditions to be met when we ask and receive. Keep his commandments. Do the things pleasing in his sight. Are you asking your heavenly father for more faith, more wisdom to help you with your church work, with your inviting people, and doing studies, with all of these things? Are you doing that? We need to be doing that. What about when you ask and it don't happen? James 4 and 3, you ask and receive it not because you ask amiss that it may consume it upon your lust. I, I may be the only one here that's ever prayed and it didn't happen. But I have. I prayed for certain things that didn't happen. Maybe I didn't have the faith. Maybe I was asking for something to consume it on my own lust. It didn't happen. We see that this has happened other places in the Bible. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul played three times to have a thorn removed from his flesh. Three times he prayed. Finally, let's Lord, my grace is sufficient for you. You shall be made strong in your weakness. Sometimes we pray amiss. We don't know what we really need, but we're praying, which is okay. We need to keep praying. Paul did three times. Jesus prayed three times when he went into the garden. Let this cup pass from me. Pray over and over. That's the key to our increase. Matthew 21 and 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, and also it shall be unto, and you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and it shall be done. And all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, shall receive. Earlier in Matthew 21, Jesus was hungry. He comes to a fig tree. There's leaves on it, but no fruit. And he looked at that fig tree and says, let there be no fruit on you forever. The disciples were amazed how soon it withered away. He expected fruit. There was none. I ask you, what about your fruit? When Jesus looks at you, he expects fruit. He expects increase. Are you increasing? Are you like the fig tree? You're just for show. No fruit. You got leaves. No fruit. Let's look at another example. 
Most of you know the story of Joseph. He had a dream, and he dreamed his brothers were going to all bow to him. His brothers did not like it. They were jealous. And Joseph goes to check them that are tending the flock. They say, let's kill him. They didn't. Decided to throw him in a pit without water. They did. And here come some Midianites along, and they sell him. Sell him as a slave. They get 20 pieces of silver. He's sold. He gets into uh, Egypt, and he's sold to a captain of the guard of Pharaoh, Potiphar. So he is a slave for Potiphar. But he increases while he's there in that house. He becomes second in command in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife, I'll put this rudely, decides she wants to have sex with him. And he runs away, leaves his garment, and gets out of Dodge. He leaves. She lies and said that he tried to rape her. Now he's in a dungeon. He's in prison. He increases in prison. He is able to interpret dreams while he's in prison. Well, he interprets a dream for the butler and the baker. And shortening the story a little bit, Pharaoh has a dream that there's going to be seven good years, seven bad years. Nobody can interpret it. Oh, there's this guy in the dungeon. Let's get him. So they clean him up and bring him to Pharaoh. And he tells them that this is going to be seven good years of uh, everything and then seven years of famine. You need to be storing up food for that. Pharaoh puts him in as second command. Now he's in the second chariot. He's right behind Pharaoh. Eventually, here comes the, his brethren. They do bow to him uh, before the story's over. All the things that Joseph went through, he increased. He increased. We will increase too if we follow God's word. How about Peter? We've studied this before, Matthew 14 and 30. And when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Jesus was walking to meet a ship that Peter was in. He was walking on the water. Peter said, let me come out there too. And the Lord said, come. He saw how rough the sea was. He begins to sink. And he calls out, and the Lord saves him. Peter didn't have enough faith. Oh, ye of little faith. He didn't have the faith. He hadn't increased enough to walk on water. Look at him now in Acts 9 and 40. And Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, turning him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. Now, later on in the Acts of the Apostles, he is raising the dead. He has increased in his wisdom and his knowledge and his faith. He is raising the dead. We will increase also if we follow God's word. Another example, in Matthew 25 and 24, I knew then he which had received 
the one talent, came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. I'm seeing the I can't syndrome again. I can't. It's too hard. He's too hard to work for. I can't do it. I can't. We're hearing that again and again. The Lord had given him a talent, and he gave every man according to his ability. He had the ability to take care of this one talent. The people that got two talents, he had that ability to take care of two talents. The man that had the five talents, he had the ability to take care of those five talents. So the Lord wouldn't expect him to do something that he wasn't able to do. He just didn't do it. He didn't think he could do it. Verse 25, I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. He was afraid. Maybe he was afraid that he'd make a mistake. Maybe he was afraid, I don't know. Question for you. Are you afraid to do the Lord's work? Are you afraid to invite people to church? Are you afraid to ask for a study? Are you afraid to do a good deed? Are you afraid to teach, public or private? Are you afraid? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Jesus says this in verse 29. Unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Are you unprofitable to the Lord? Have you increased? Are you better at doing things this year as last year? Are you increasing wisdom, knowledge, your ability to teach, sing, study with people, invite people to get them to church. Are you increasing? In James 2 and 18, Yea, a man say, may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. I will show thee my faith by my works. Another question for you to think of today. Are you the fig tree? All leaves and no fruit. Brother Mark talked about being happy in the recliner. That may be a good example also. What kind of fruit do you have? Are you doing nothing? That's what they did. They're doing nothing. I want to go back to 1 Corinthians 3. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one. Every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Have you increased? Only you can answer that. Have you increased? 
in doing the Lord's work? Do you have faith that you can increase because you're not giving a task that you cannot do? Let's look at James 1 and 25. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. You know, we hear this verse a lot too, about being a doer of the work. But think about that. If you're a doer of the work, you'll be blessed. You're going to be increased. Blessing and increase is the same thing. You can be able to grow in your church work. How much effort do you put in to what you do? If you're working on a lesson, how much effort do you put on to it? If you're working on studying with someone, do you just walk in ready to go? Or do you put some effort into it? How much effort do you put into getting ready to wait on the Lord's table? How much effort when you say a prayer? Because if you don't increase the congregation, don't either. We got to work on that increase. In Matthew 25 and 29, we've looked at that. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and there shall be an abundance. That's an increase, folks. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.